Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Ready? Welcome to Whiskey and Weird, episode nine. I'm really excited to have a guest again. I'm finding that that's a really fun experience for me. As much as I love to just talk and talk and talk, it's um, it's a lot more fun to talk with somebody. Um, so anyway, to all of those chiming in, um, listening in on your favorite podcast app, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening in. Uh, you can find me now both on Facebook and on my YouTube channel at Whiskey and Weird. So if you'd rather watch... Um, I invite you to do that, and um, let me get my my space blessed here really quickly, as I always like to do. Um, but I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with some holiday cocktails, maybe if I can get my stuff lit. Okay, all right. So yes, here we are, whiskey and weird, episode nine. We're adding an ounce of uh, weird to our some some cocktails, and I have um, my friend Sean Cor. He's here to um, to share some some cocktails too. So I'm going to bring him right in and invite him to introduce himself to us. And we're going to get we're going to get started. Hey, Sean, welcome. We're going to get weird. We're going to get weird. Well, we already are weird, right? So, but we're going to get more weird. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean. Well, I, you know what? I went, I went to Valley High School back some odd 30-something years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, but, um, and you know what? I was probably one of the weird people back then. I was the only guy that was an editor on the yearbook staff that year. So it was me and, and four, four girls trying to get the yearbook put together. So I kind of knew everybody's faces and everybody's names back then but a lot of that is really gone by the wayside i still recognize names but I'm like oh that's who that is so i actually looked in the yearbook yesterday just so i could kind of get some like uh memories of of you so, <laughs> that could be good or bad right <laughs> and i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mistake was starting with the baby picture in the back of the yearbook but that's you know we won't go there that's what you looked at first was my baby picture? Well, yeah, because that's back by where the directory was. So oh. I had to look at all the pages, and I just started from the back and just flipped backwards. Because I knew what the senior picture looked like. Oh, yeah. So I kind of went backwards, and it was a volleyball and that, and that kind of stuff. So. Oh, that's yeah. funny. It does. I mean, it is It is nice to have that. And it does, when you're looking at the yearbook, it definitely takes you right back to that place a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But I but I find maybe you, you can... Um, Sure. I find that that's where most of my memories are, are just with the things that I have these pictures that can draw it out. There's plenty of things that, um, that I don't, I don't remember. I mean, sometimes people bring things up and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's not like I was a drinker or did drugs or anything like that at school. I was a pretty normal kid, but I, yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I think, I think you were a little, I think you were a little above the normal level. I was down on the normal level. You may have been up in the the, the higher rankings. The higher rankings. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, 
that's an well we can get to that i think there, there's a funny thing because i recently connected with um a friend from, that i was really close to in high school and and he and i chat every once in a while now and um we've had a lot of conversations about how we really felt in high school versus how people perceived us and um i am i mean i i actually i've come to know i'm an introvert but i know how to behave very, in a very extroverted way and yeah i did know a lot of people and i did a lot of things um so i mean i you know there's that mostly because i played sports and things like that but um but yeah i was a pretty i wasn't a very as confident or anything like that as i might have been perceived to to be i just kept myself busy <laughs> probably yeah. too busy sometimes right um, yeah, what is it? What is it? idle hands are the devil's tool. So yep. you kept yourself good, you couldn't get into trouble. That's right. That is really true. Yeah. So anyway, I think we should get down to these cocktails since we've both been been studying hard and trying to. So you guys, I invited Sean um, because I know when we comment. And let me just say, those of you who are watching, chime in, please. Say hello to us so we know you're here. Let us know what, what you're imbibing with tonight. Um, and we, we each brought some different cocktails to share, you know, some kind of whiskey holiday type um, cocktails. And when I invited Sean, I'm like, let, you know, think of something weird, like go with weird around this. And I, I told him it's going to be kind of interesting to see how we approached it differently, right? Um, so I... So I was telling Sean before we, we start, we went live that it's kind of weird in general for me to make cocktails because I honestly have never made a real cocktail in my entire life. But Sean, tell us a little bit about your experience, a little different for you. I am the uh, concessions manager primarily over beverages for the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So I run all the bars in the event centers. Yeah. So, um, and up until this year, we had the national finals rodeo. So I would constantly be having to jump in and help in the bar so I kind of just never went to real bartending training well I did me and my wife took a class in bartending but it really didn't help because it was more I've, al I've always said that I can train anybody to be a bartender at the university because they're not asking for complex drinks they come and they want a jack and coke well that's pretty obvious how to make a jack and coke yeah so it's like I can grab I've hired Starbucks baristas because they have a good personality and said, Hey, I need, you can be a bartender. I've never made drinks. I'm like, you're making more complex drinks here than you will be in a bar. So, I mean, that's kind of my background and I've been, been there for 20 years, actually just celebrated 20 years last month. Nice. So, and I started with no experience and then just kind of learned as I went. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that, and that's how you do it, right? Like, honestly, this kind of piqued my interest. I find that I, um, I tend to think things like I have a complete propensity towards it, towards like thinking things are going to be harder or taking longer than they really do. So when I put these together, I was like, well, that was pretty simple. Like, um, it would have been a lot easier if I was creating drinks for, uh, more people, because, you know, I had to kind of, I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to drink a lot of this over the next couple of days. So that was the trickiest part. Um, I want to take a minute and say hi to Nikki and Tracy who are saying hello to us. Um, Nikki's, Nikki's got a do, dos equis that she says she wishes was a Jameson. Here, here. 
and uh, Tracy's drinking her Pinot Noir tonight. So I'm just glad you guys bring your drinks. We're learning. We're learning, right? We're supposed to be relaxing. So I'm going to share mine first. Uh, we're going to save the best for last because I'm really excited to hear. Um, I mean, don't give me that don't face. Yeah, <laughs> yours are going to be way better than mine. So I did too. I, I um, looked up stuff. Sean and I both happened to be on this Facebook page, a Whiskey Lovers Facebook page. So I took a minute and... Um, and I posted there and asked for some ideas. Um, and so, uh, which was really funny because there were, I actually, the two that I'm using tonight, both came from that page to be perfectly honest, but some of them were hilarious. I was like, like there's like, they didn't even sound good. I'm like, I'm not making that. Or there, you know, there was a couple that didn't have any whiskey in them at all. And it just makes me giggle about just like the range of responses to that. A lot of cinnamon, a lot of cinnamon, a lot of fireball stuff. Um, and then there was also a lot of, um, screw, there was screwball stuff on there too, which I am not, uh, I, I really love screwball. I, I think that's fantastic stuff. I do not like cinnamon whiskey. However, I'm not a fan of everyone I know loves it, but I, you know, I like cinnamon rolls, but I don't like things that are flavored, if that makes sense. So anyway, this first one I want to try. What's that? You love Fireball, right? I love Fireball. I, drink, I put Fireball in Mountain Dew. You, okay. So I think that the, that was, that was kind of the turning point when I'm like, I need to ask Sean to come on and make some fun cocktails with me because I'm like, who the hell um, thinks of Mountain Dew and Fireball? Like, where did you get that from, actually? Uh, it was just, we brought in, actually, we didn't even bring Fireball. It was Jack Daniels Fire we brought in and then something called Sinfire, which was a, oh, yeah. a Pendleton-owned product. We brought those in, one of the rodeos, and that's when we still had Mountain Dew. We were still at Pepsi House. And I just like Mountain Dew. I said, oh, I wonder how this would taste. And, well, took off from there. And then my mom uses Jack Daniels Fire to make her apple pies for oh. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, yeah. yeah so you shared that, I, I like, think. Yeah, I like the fire. Yeah. No, and, you know, most people do. I know I'm, that's just, that kind of is an unusual thing. Not, I'm, you know, most people really do like it. So this, um, this first one that I um, went with is... Actually, it's Clementine Whiskey and Wine Cocktail. And I thought it was a little weird. Like, I, you know, it's funny with cocktails. I'm sure a bartender has seen everything. But for me, the idea of mis mixing whiskey and, and wine seemed a little weird. But it was good because I drink whiskey. I also pour wine on the weekends. So I'm like, I want to try this. And it was actually really easy. So it's just, it, it was, I did a, um, a simple sugar with oranges it actually called for clementines um but i had mandarins at my house and um i'm very much about like using what's available to me instead of going out and buying a bunch of stuff so i used that so i made a simple sugar which i've i've never done that before in my entire life which is funny most people when they're almost 50 have made a simple sugar at least one time um and then it's just uh whiskey three ounces of whiskey a little uh half of a lemon and then it says you can't add maraschino cherries. I chose not to do that because I don't like them. And then three ounces of uh, basically a cab salve. So I um, I have the 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 whiskey and the simple the simple syrup here. Uh, did I say simple sugars? Is that what I was saying before? Probably. Yes. Simple syrup is what I meant to say, not simple sugar. That that's like science right there. Um, 
So simple syrup. I was looking at the word sugar on my recipe here. Simple syrup. And, you know, you can chime in and correct me. I won't be offended. Like, Lauren, I think what you mean to say is... <laughs> no, I, it, I was, when you said about the cherries, I was going to say I also put um, Fireball. I, I empty out half a bottle of uh, the juice and the cherries and put the Fireball in there, so I have Fireball cherries. Ooh, so. there you go. I, that, sounds, that sounds pretty cool, actually. I, I wouldn't like it, but I can see that that would be a popular thing. So... Um, this has, of course, its own recommended wine, but I have some Cab Sav from Castillo de Feliciana, the um, winery that I pour for. And so it says to float it. And I don't know if I can, if I can put the, I don't know. We'll, I'm, maybe I won't show anyone because I don't know how well it will go, but I'll show you afterwards. But this will be a first for me. I've never floated anything on a cocktail. Ooh, it's working. And it's really pretty. Wow. So I'm going to show that to you guys with a little wine float on the top. Nice. It's pretty good. I do love this, this Cab Sav. It's called Adentro. Um, and so let's see. I haven't tasted it yet, so we'll see how it goes. It is pretty, though, isn't it? Very festive. It's not bad. I think it's going to be heavy on the wine because the wine's flowing on top, so you're definitely going to get yeah. more wine than the other. Yeah. You definitely, but surprisingly, it's kind of like you get the wine up front, but then you get the whiskey mix on the back end, surprisingly. But you're right. You The first thing you get is the wine. Now, if you are not a wine drinker, you would not like this at all. Sure. Like, it would be, it, it's a really specific kind of um, cocktail, so... Mm. but it is pretty good and really easy to make i know a few people who would like it um but yeah i don't i don't know that i would make a habit i would choose either wine or whiskey <laughs> whatever so anyway so that that was my first one kind of odd I, i've never again i've never seen wine floated on a on a whiskey cocktail um and then the other one I had was pretty easy, too. I, I clearly like cranberries because both of mine that I ended up choosing were that. And like I said, for me, the weird in all of this really came from this was kind of outside of my comfort zone, not having made them and having to kind of put them together and take the time. And I actually was stressed out all day because I'm usually working until five and I was like, you know, am I ready? Whatever. So this one's just a holiday whiskey fizz. This was really pretty easy to make too. And I, I actually improvised a little on this one. So it has, um, it, it also does like a, a simple syrup with cranberry, cranberry juice. Um, but I, I actually, what I did instead, cause I, I wanted, I didn't want the sugar is I just mold it. Cause it, it has, you put a little rosemary in it and some, and a cinnamon stick and boil that in this with the sugar. But basically I just left out the sugar and water and I just mold cranberry juice cause I thought it would be more enjoyable for me. Um, and kind of left that in my crock pot all day, which was kind of fun. Um, uh, whatever whiskey it recommends a rye whiskey. I actually did get a rye whiskey from a friend as a Christmas present the other day, but I haven't tried it yet. So I didn't want to break it open and put it in a, in a cocktail. I'm going to save it for one of the shows. Um, so, and you know, uh, an ounce and a half of whiskey, couple tablespoons of the cranberry, um, uh, juice basically, 
and then topping it off with club soda. Again, improvising with what I had on. I did have a, a citrus flavored kind of soda and I just used that because I had it. And um, I knew if I bought a bottle of club soda, no one would ever drink it. It'd be stuck in the fridge forever. So, um, so yeah, so this is what it looks like. I did add the garnish with the, uh, let's see if I can get in there, with the cranberries and the rosemary. It's kind of a gross color though, wouldn't you agree? I don't know if it's if it's because I I chose well here's the thing I didn't use cranberry fruit cocktail I used actual cranberry juice and I think with the cinnamon mold in it it had that so it's kind of a funny color but otherwise kind of pretty um, but you know when you know when people come up and they just order a like a whiskey ginger or something I you know simple keep it simple but this was actually not as not a big deal so i'm going to remove the sprig of rosemary and take a little zip yeah how does it smell it smells like smells like cranberries actually it could have used a little more whiskey to my taste my other one is a little stronger i probably would put more than an ounce and a half of whiskey in this but that's just because I'm used to it. Um, a little less exciting than this, but in terms of like flavor and sweetness, but if I was gonna drink more than one, I'd probably go with this because too much of the sweet gets to me a little bit. So, um, and I probably could try it with a simple syrup next time and see if it um, tastes a little better. But yeah. Cocktails are, and then the floating stuff. A lot of people think that floating stuff in their cocktails is weird too. So I love that Nikki's totally. Um, I know somebody's really engaged. I love this. Mm -hmm. It's my friend Nikki. So she said, lots of color that occurs in nature. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's kind of a brownish, reddish kind of uh, look. But anyway, so now I have two cocktails here to enjoy. I want to tell you about a couple others, and um, I would love for us to share these recipes on the page, too, maybe in the comments, Sean, right? Yep. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and I, there was another one that I wanted to try that talk about simple was just like a cranberry rosemary julep, but it was too simple. I just was like, no. And then there was another one that was a pickle juice cocktail, a pickle juice and whiskey cocktail, but it redid. Nobody talked about Jameson. I bartend a, a couple of uh, private parties and mm -hmm. they actually requested that we bring in pickles for picklebacks and they were doing Jameson with picklebacks. Yeah. So this, and that's like the thing, you know why is because pickle juice has electrolytes in it. So it helps with the, um, hate with hangovers. And, um, so this was about combining them both in one cocktail. So I wasn't really about to go and get, it actually required more stuff than I really wanted to get, but I am really intrigued by the notion. Um, I, you know, I thought I do love pickles, so I thought that would be interesting. And when I do my Susan G. Komen walk every year, they, they, in the, in recent years, they've started having little cups of pickle juice for us along the route to kind of replenish our electrolytes. So I don't know, but it no, did, I mean, right. <laughs> it is weird, but is it any more weird than Mountain Dew? I don't, I don't know. Hey, did you? Yeah, I can't explain it. Just something I love Mountain Dew. And right now, I'm actually I'm drinking Mountain Dew sugar free because I'm trying to keep my sugar down. Uh huh. So I do the Mountain Dew sugar free with 
with whatever. And I mix it with everything. I mix it, mix it with Jack, with Crown, with... I mean, Mountain Dew is just my go-to mixer. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to definitely have to try it sometime. I'll let you know when I do. Um, I Did you see there's a meme going around that it makes a joke about Mountain Dew being the vaccine for COVID-19? <laughs> Have you seen? Yeah, the, 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 the original Mountain Dew with the, uh, the big, what do they call it, uh, Mountain Crack. Oh, yeah. Sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I saw that the other day. I thought that was really funny. So anyway, that's mine. I'm going to share the recipes for these. And I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i share the, the pickle juice one, too, because I see a couple people. Um, Tracy said she'd try it. And Nikki loves, um, um, loves pickle juice. Uh, oh, yeah. So Nikki said on here, you should, can you see the comments? You should do a bartending. Yeah, I can see the comments. Yeah, I love it. You guys should do a bartending stream segment. Sometimes show us how to how tend, to tend the bar. bar. <laughs> you know what? I think this could be an, a fun annual thing. And you know what I was thinking? We could even like uh, uh, make it a, a, like, like get people to vote on the, on the rest, on the things we come up with and whatever. I think it could oh, be yeah, funny. I, I, you know, I would definitely have to step it up. Cause I, I went really, cause yeah. I went again, I went with stuff that I had in the house. So yeah, um, that's what I, I really went and bought is I had to get some orange juice for my second cocktail, but everything yeah. else was stuff I had. So, but I think it could be fun. We could step it up, right? Get more creative. Um, but I, I did the same thing. I think you probably have a little more insight into what probably can mix and does what mix. So that's why I, I kind of sought people's um, input on it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I'm, 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 I'm pleased. You know what? This show is about a lot of things, one of which is inviting myself and other people to step out of their comfort zone, right? So, um, so that's, that's what I did. So. Without further ado, though, I'm excited to hear what you've come up with, Mr. Sean. I, I went I went back, like, really old school. Growing up, I used to always come home and have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So we all know about about um, Screwball. And that quote, that what I posted on the page earlier, is actually written inside the back of the bottle. That's oh. the exact quote from in there. Oh, like, cool. Wow, that? That, that, that explains us completely. Right. So... I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly shot. Mm. So I, there's multiple ways to make it. And the easiest way is the way I'm going to do it. But other people have told me that they actually get jam, crush it into a small colander and pour the whiskey over it to get the essence of the, the jam into it. And then they dump the jam in and they mix it up, which kind of would make it a little bit too crunchy. <laughs> There would be a texture for sure, right? There would be a texture. So I went and got just some raspberry liqueur. Oh, nice. Okay. So yeah, and it's really it's going to be a really simple mixture. They it's it's a shot, and they say to actually shake it up and everything. But I'm not. I like to kind of sway it around with the ice cubes and everything to kind of sometimes dilute it, but also give it more of a. Because depending on what you're mixing it with, sometimes it gets a little overkill. Mm -hmm. So it's just one ounce of the Chambord. And two ounces of Screwball. I mean, it's it's that simple. You want to talk about smell. I mean, that's that's peanut butter. Right. I love that stuff. I can't have a lot of it because it is pretty sweet. But a little shot like that would be perfect 
And I love it because I feel like we, we always do the same kind of shots. You know, when you're with the same group of people, it's always the same thing. But this one, I feel like my people would like, you know. Yeah, it's and really the, good. And it's just, like I said, it's just a shot. I just put it over ice. Like I said, they, put, they say to put it into a, a, a shaker and then strain it. But, yeah. I mean, you get that the peanut butter and jelly smell. Oh, I, that's fast. That's amazing, Sean. I love it. I can't wait to try. Yeah. And I mean, I think if you're, if you're pouring for like five, 10 people, yeah, you're going to put it in a shaker because then you can quickly do multiples. But when you're pouring for yourself, I don't think that's so necessary. I think you'll still get the same, the same effect. All right. Let me get, let me get my other, my other liquors because this one, it's got three items in it. Okay. Root beer whiskey. Sweet. Never had that. Love root beer. Sailor Sailor Jerry, which is basically better than Captain Morgan, in my opinion. It's 92 proof instead of 80 proof. Okay. So it's got a bit more octane in it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay. Let me grab my hand. Yeah, and, I, and that's got a little bottle of OJ. <laughs> hey. So if you're going to drink just, it. The simple... Just simple shots of the the spice drum. You're doing an ounce and a half, so it's got an ounce and a half of each of the the liquors, and then an ounce of the OJ. So the OJ is not really there's less OJ than there's anything else, which is kind of different than when you're making drinks. You normally get Jack and Coke, get an ounce of Jack, and the rest of the cup is Coke. Yeah, yep. The OJ is just is just there to to kind of add some. A little bit of flavor. Yeah. This one's good. I tried this one earlier just to see because I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. It is. It sounds really interesting. But, you know, like I like when I screwed up and was saying simple sugar instead of simple syrup earlier, it's science, right? Everything about it's mixology. It's everything about cooking and all of that and is science. Thing, that, that's the good thing about, about mixing drinks is that if you, you don't like how it tastes this way, then you just change it you change the recipe yeah well and i think there's a lot of um there's just so much flexibility like that like even when i was making mine and i was like i don't know if i'll like that i'm gonna do it this way instead and you know you you make it work make it work for you great things about mixing drinks you just mix it how you like it Mm -hmm. this one's there's not a real distinctive smell to it because the OJ and the sailor kind of covers up that root beer smell because it's a really strong root beer smell in this. Yeah. But this, this is... Dangerous. <laughs> hey, that sounds yeah. like my kind of cocktail. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely get dangerous. Goes down but pretty with easy. The, with, the, with the flavor... Let me see here. Yeah, with the flavored whiskeys, they they're lower alcohol. Oh they're yeah. Seven. I think this one's seventy proof, and this one's yeah. They're both seventy proof. Whereas usually they're ninety proof. plus, right? Yeah. So. So Sean, do you know? So that's a root beer. Is there like are there a lot of different root beer whiskeys, or is it pretty limited that flavor? It, the, the root beer one's pretty limited. There's only I only saw. Like a couple, when I was looking for recipes, I only saw a couple that actually had 
root beer. Root beer flavor. Huh. Um, but Screwball says they're the first peanut butter one, but now there's a whole bunch of different peanut butter whiskeys out there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's kind of like, the, you know, how s- the cinnamon whiskey started too, right? Somebody has the idea and everyone else follows suit, so. Yeah, Fireball came out first and then mm-hmm. Jack said, oh, let's do a fire. Then I think Crown had a fire for a little while, but they, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Huh, that's cool. And the, I, other, and the, other, thing, the other thing I tried today was I took, I wanted to make like a root beer float, but instead of like... Um, instead of putting it over ice, what I did was I put a, a scoop, well, like a spoonful of ice cream in a glass, and then put the shot of root beer over the top of it. Ooh. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. It, it wasn't quite what I was what I was hoping for. Oh. So, huh. I got to maybe, maybe try it with different, different I, kinds of ice creams. Yeah, different ice creams, or maybe even enhance it a little bit with actual root beer, but with the, yeah. but then with the, the, you know, the whiskey. I had yeah. a um, a peanut butter whiskey chocolate milkshake once that was amazing, and with it was with Screwball, um, and yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. So yeah, so I'm liking it. I'm liking these cocktails. I'm really excited to have some cool stuff to try. Yeah, um, like I said, there were some other ones that I, I found as well with both of these. Um, if you go on the Screwball website, they have like thirty recipes oh i so bet it was it was incredible but a lot of them were a whole lot of different things and i'm like i'm not going to buy all these different items just to to try it once yeah that so. that was that was me too so you and i were kind of on the same page with okay what can we make with we what we already have in our house um, and, you know, improvising a little bit. And, and that's what I did. I actually, like the rosemary and the cranberries, I, I, we have a ton of rosemary bushes in our yard. So, like, I have tons of that. And I just had this other stuff. So it actually worked out pretty well. So, so that was that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm excited to kind of have these. I have a daughter who will be turning 21 in, um, in March. I'm sure she doesn't ever drink cocktails yet. No. But she'll be really excited to hear about these, right? Um, and speaking of speaking of her, I'll put a little plug in. My kids are going to come on my next episode in two weeks and share their um, weird stories about me, like on live. We're gonna I'm gonna bring them on, so that could could be kind of funny. Um, but now that we've now that we've uh, we've gotten the cocktails out of the way, let's let's talk a little weird, like. Like clearly whiskey is a thing for you, but you've, you've made it, I mean, you chime in quite a bit in terms of, um, the things that I talk about. So clearly you, it resonates with you a little bit. So you, I mean, what, what makes you weird, Sean? What are the things you think that are most unique about how you think about the world? Uh, you know what? Um, it's, we were talking earlier and you, you, you were talking about how you were, you were an introvert, but the person I remember from high school was not somebody that I would describe as an introvert. It was somebody that the, the group you, you hung out with were, were the, um, the, the, I don't even know how to explain it. Cause like I said, I was on your book. So I was like, I was, I saw everybody. I knew who everybody was because I had to know them from the yearbook. So it's like, I would know everybody's face and name. And it's like certain people resonated. I, I remember her and I do, I remember you. 
and now I remember now I know why because it's from psychology. So yeah, like, yeah. I know we had classes together. I mean, but a lot of it just kind of flowed together. Yeah. No. Nope. Really, anything memorable? For so. for sure. And you know, like I said, it I have some extroverted tendencies, but they're they're learned. I was a, I was a military brat, so I think that one thing military brats learn is you have to know how to make friends and show up for people. And, um, so, you know, but I look back on like on high school, like I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what could I, what could I talk about? Cause I figured high school would probably come up. Right. Like, do you like high school? Is it something for you that, you know, you do it again or you just would rather never go back? Like, what uh, do you think? I would do it again, but I would do it. I would probably do some, some things differently. Yeah, right? So. If only, right? <laughs> yeah, if only I could go back and just do certain little things differently and not, I mean, yeah. be, more, be more outgoing. And, I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I think a lot of people, like, you think about the people that were hard to deal with, right? The people who were not very nice or... And, you know, as an adult now, when I think about how I struggled in high school, it, it becomes really apparent that everybody struggles in high school, right? And, um, like, I have a friend. What's that? It was how they dealt with it. I mean, we yeah. thought they were difficult to deal with. Well, that's that was their coping mechanism. Yeah. To For get sure. through that time where everybody was weird. Everybody was weird. Everybody was uncomfortable. And, you know, and, and we're all trying to show up the ways everyone else wants us to and really nobody's paying that much attention because we're all so worried about how we appear right like like nobody that and I think that's part of why we don't remember people because in reality we were so up in our heads about how we showed up to things and um yeah I talk about things I would change like it's really funny like you say oh the people I hung out with. And like I said, there was definitely, I, I knew a lot of people. I mean, I played sports. I did student council my senior year. Um, I was in AP classes. Don't know why. I think I pretty much failed calculus my senior year, but um, I knew a lot of people, but I never felt like I was like really part of that group. You know, I always, I always felt like one of those outsiders. I was trying to think of like a movie character that would really be like that. You know how there's always those people that just kind of, they're there, <laughs> but are they in? I don't know. I don't, it was, but that's how I felt. But, um, it was weird. I think, and I think the biggest thing for me too, was like, like boys. I was terrified of boys when I was in high school, like, which is kind of a, an embarrassing thing to say out loud, but I was totally clueless. Like I honestly had no idea. And I found, I realized that I had like this habit of, having crushes on boys that were completely out of my league because then I then I didn't have to worry like nothing would ever happen with somebody who would never be interested in me right but then as an adult I realized that I missed out on some opportunities that I now understood were actually opportunities right so yeah. I, you know it's 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 funny but I think it's important to reflect on it right because um I mean I have kids do you have any kids by the way yeah. I have no kids. I have dogs. Okay. That's what I thought. I saw your jib jab the other day. So I saw you and your wife and your dogs. I'm like, yeah, because I hadn't asked you that before. But, um, you know, as a parent with kids who are 
my son's a senior and Emily's, you know, just it's you, you, you can just see them a little differently because you know what it's like to be that age. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But but we, it's weird. Like, what about weird memories? What's one of the weirdest things you remember from high school? Um, I believe homecoming week when somebody drove up in their uncle's Ferrari and parked it in the, because uh, we had the car showing going on and they borrowed their uncle's Ferrari and pulled it in there for the car show. Oh. Parked it next to my poor little Renault Encore. Which is <laughs> it oh. had our, our, is it? 88 is dead and gone. 89 will carry on. 90 was quite cool, but 91 will always rule. Oh, yes. And then he pulls up in his Ferrari. I'm like, who in high school has a Ferrari? <laughs> right? That's cheating. You can't bring your uncle's Ferrari. What the heck? Exactly. Oh, that's really I'm funny. Renault Encore, which I'm not even sure that's a legitimate car company anymore. And, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I don't really, I mean, high school was just generally weird. I was trying to think of what was a weird, I don't know. You know what I remember? I was telling my kids this story not too long ago because I have this, like, I've I've started, my son and I are taking um, a fight class together. Like, I really, I think I've shared, maybe I shared this dream on one of the shows where I have this reoccurring dream where I'm trying to, like, fight someone but I can't land like I but I it's like I'm I'm punching through molasses but I wish I had a punching bag like I, I would love to like to, to take that out and I remember um my friend um uh Lamise sorry Lamise I won't say your last name but I don't know you remember Lamise right and um our sophomore year so we were good friends but our sophomore year <laughs> we got in a fight like it was it didn't get physical but we were in the lunchroom screaming at the top of our lungs at each other and all the guys were like waiting you know like because what guy in high school doesn't want to see a couple of girls fight and right I mean and I can remember I could I could name all the boys that were standing there waiting for this to happen and then the dean walks up of course and separates us but it was like so completely out of character for either of us to like show up and had we had like two or three more minutes somebody might have thrown a punch I'm just saying but it was you know it was like probably the most bizarre experiences like I look back I'm like that's so weird that that happened of course what we realized, you know, later when we talked to each other was like we were accusing each other, but like we were we were seeing our own reflections in one each other, basically. Right. And and from then on, we were like great, great friends. She was actually my maid of honor in my wedding and things like that. But that was a pretty funny like it's weird in retrospect. It didn't maybe didn't feel quite as weird then. But I'm like, what a weird thing to have happened to me in high school. Things you remember. Yeah. 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 I'm like, wow. Our, our senior year was the first year that they had men's volleyball. Oh, yes. So, so and I'm, I'm, I probably shouldn't say his name, and I won't. He was very accident-prone, and he tripped up the stairs going to the volleyball tryouts and broke his arm. Wait, I remember. So, I remember this because I actually was – I helped out with volleyball because I played volleyball, right? Oh my gosh, I totally remember that. You'll have yeah, to tell me later. It's probably right. We probably shouldn't say their name, especially not their and last he, name. And the thing was, he was, probably, he was probably a lock to make the team because he was one of the taller taller seniors because they only had like, I think they kept like 
three seniors on the team because they wanted to build for future teams. Yeah. But he was a, he was a tall guy. But he was just very accident prone. And he, <laughs> I'm still friends with him, and he's he's continued in that accident prone. Did he life. did he play other sports? He may have played basketball. I think. Hmm. So you'll have to now, tell me. Now he actually, he uh, he's a personal trainer and does a motorcycle for like motorcycle riders, um, supercross riders. Mm-hmm. So, but, huh. But I, I see him. I probably see him. Oh, oh, I totally know who it is. I totally know who it is. I should know this. He, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I know a hundred percent. He used to come to my house. He was, if it's who I think it was, he, he, um, I, I love the guy. He would come to my house and, and, and we'd have like people over. My mom would always have all this food. What's that? JG. Yes. It's him. Okay. Yep. Totally. (laughs) Oh, that, and that's why I'm like, wait, I think I remember this. Yeah. That, you know, that was a really cool experience. Um, because, like, because I there was a a few of us um, that play had played volleyball, that were invited by the coach to come and help with tryouts and stuff, and it was pretty awesome to be able to like show these guys how to play volleyball, like like and like just the kind of ooh and awe that they had, like oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that because most of them had never played before, and you know so we're like schooling them and how to hit and all of that, and for a high school girl, you know. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, we're doing something better than the boys for about 10 minutes, right? Until, okay. until they all learned how to play and then they could kick our butts. But, yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm not, I'm not sure our senior year they ever got to the point where they could kick your butts. I think you guys would have beaten them. I, you know, I think we scrimmaged them one time for fun. Like, halfway through their season, we pulled back together our team, and I'm pretty sure we beat them. But yeah, but we had right. been playing together for and all of us had played volleyball for years, right? So, yeah, yeah that's really funny. All right, well, high well, school. We continued that that clumsiness for many years. So you know that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's such a great guy though. Uh, um, any it, yeah, that's funny. Well, high school's funny. I I was just thinking about the other day because you know I I started that page about um our high school reunion and I'm like is anybody going to come <laughs> cuz our 30 our 30 year high school reunion is next it's supposed to be next year so we'll see what happens um but yeah so kind of get oh. we should get the class of 90 to kind of maybe go do it with us since they kind of completely didn't have a reunion oh yeah so that's a good idea maybe do a, maybe do a combined reunion with them just because I mean, I'm sure you had friends that were a year ahead of us. Oh, absolutely. I had a lot of friends in and that I had, class. I had a bunch of friends that were a year behind us. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a, a that's a really good i that's a good idea, Sean. I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah. So, just getting back to kind of some of the weird stuff, like what what like have you ever had? I mean, I've talked a lot about my weird experiences. Like, have you ever ever had any weird kind of stuff that has led led you to this place of really being open? to some of the weird stuff that I bring up on here, or is it more just kind of curiosity, open-mindedness kind of thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's open-mindedness, but it's a lot of, like, a lot of the stuff that I read is stuff that kind of revolves around that paranormal mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, there's a lot of um, ghosts in graveyards, 
Um, uh, one of the one of the authors I read, Jim Butcher, he reads his his main character is a wizard, and one of the things was he died, and mm-hmm. like for a whole book he was a ghost, just kind of going in and out of everybody's realities, and they were like dealing with him, just being there but not being there. Yeah, so they kind of like it's, it's always been something that's kind of interesting and yeah. something that I believe in. So I mean, I don't think I don't think I've ever actually felt anything. I do. I I mean. I do think there's some weird things that go are going on in my house now because my, my mother-in-law passed away in February, and just certain certain things like the way my way my dogs will react sometimes. It's almost it's the same way they reacted when when she was here. So it's almost like they're barking at nothing, but they're barking in the way that when she was still here. Yeah. So it's like they're they're sensing something. That's pretty fascinating. So. I mean, I. It stands to reason, I think. I think that it makes complete sense that that would happen. And even if they just come back periodically or whatever. So that that's super cool. Yeah, I, I think I, I love the, like the, the openness of people who really don't have any belie- reason to believe stuff. Because most of us, I mean, I think I, w- I always did anyway. Um, my, a friend of mine in high school, as a matter of fact, I think I shared this. I haven't, we haven't talked about aliens on the show yet, but we actually, she played volleyball with me. Another friend that I've recently reconnected with, we actually believed that we saw a UFO out in the, in the desert. Like, you know, back, back in our day when Green Valley was just starting to develop and she, yeah. she literally lived on the last street and then it was desert for, you know, like, which is now, you know, been developed for miles and miles. And, you know, it was, so there's like little things like all the time throughout my life, I've had moments, but, um, I, I, I love that people have kind of this kind of awareness or interest without ever having that kind of, um, more explicit experience, um, Cause it's kind of fun to talk about it with them, you know, like what do you do? I know you, I know too, that when we did the dreams and deja vu, um, episode, if I recall, you commented quite a bit like that and you shared something. I meant to go back and read it, um, about deja vus and how you experience them. Do you remember what that was? And can you want to elaborate on how that is for you? Well, it's, I mean, I, I have deja vus a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, and sometimes I'll have the same dream multiple nights. Mm-hmm. And then years down the line, I'm like, I'm, I'm in a situation like, I know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I've been here before. And then you're, you're, you're running it through your head, trying to fast forward to, to see what the outcome was. And was it, was it a positive outcome? Was there, is there something you should be doing to change what that outcome is so it's almost like a like uh giving you the chance to redo it before you actually did it it's almost like a a, a separate timeline mm-hmm. that you're like changing how it is going to happen yeah that, that happens i think that's that's what i think now that you're mentioning that that's what was intriguing to me about your um about what you asked or or shared was this idea of almost this like lucidity in a deja vu or like, I don't know how to explain it. Like to have that moment where you're like, okay, I, I know I can do this differently than my, my dream dictates. And, um, and I, I only recently, I've been doing a lot of work around dreams. I mentioned, I've only recently gotten to a point where I can 
pretty regularly dream lucidly. And so that, that idea is really fascinating to me where you're like in a dream and you're basically witnessing yourself in the dream, you know? Um, but yeah, deja vus are so, they're so bizarre. And I've always felt like though they were in an interesting kind of confirmation or affirmation of our current, you know, existence, like, okay. Um, there's a question. Tracy asked, did you ever go to the cemetery by your house off of Eastern at night? Oh, I know it. Like, yeah, I know that cemetery. I never went there back then, Tracy, off of, um, Eastern and Russell, right? Do you know where that was, Sean? So I lived like right at Eastern and Russell Cannon was Eastern and right by the airport. Yeah. So it was lit. No, this, this, so this was, um, this cemetery was really close to Cannon Junior High School. So if you kept going, yeah, whatever direction, I don't know what direction that was, out towards either, either Palm or Davis. Uh, Palm. It was Palm, Palm, I think. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, Tracy? You'll have to tell us. You know, I, there you go. So I do remember that. I remember being there one night with people, but we weren't ghost hunting. I don't know. I don't know what we were doing. I wasn't really into that back then. It hadn't really occurred to me yet. Um, but if I'm ever back in Vegas, I don't know if I, well, I guess if I do a high school reunion, I'll be there. Right. Um, Davis. No, Davis. Really? Was it Davis? So it must have been Davis. Closer to um, past warm springs. Okay. But they're both on Eastern, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, um, so I think that, but see, you're onto something there, Tracy. Haunted cemeteries could be a really interesting conversation, right? Um, but anyway, so yeah, dreams and deja vus are pretty fascinating things. I just had this dream. So I'm taking this class. That's just, it's, well, it's a, it's kind of out there. I'll have to talk about it, but, um, they were, we were talking about lion, like lions showing up in your dream. This was a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, and, and the instructor was talking about how lions tend to represent some sort of fear in our lives that we're not, we're not, you know, surrendering to or whatever. So the other night I had this dream where I got trapped in my bathroom by a lion that was outside my door. And somehow at some point I, I, got out like I don't remember that part of the dream but throughout the rest of the night every dream I was having there was a lion stalking me it was the most bizarre thing but but I'm really into this place of like trying to figure that out and so I sent to her and she's like well what is it in your life that you don't feel like you're like you're surrendering to right now and, and it literally led to this great epiphany and all this stuff that I had earlier today but dream dreams are fascinating like I could talk about them for for days and you you mentioned like recurring dreams do you ever have moments where all of a sudden you re, you completely remember a dream and like that you've had multiple times but for whatever reason you're remembering it at some random time do you does that ever happen to you well more so, i mean more so when it's like a, a deja vu yeah but yeah like, but like if i'm if i start having the same dream over and over again and i recognize i'm having the same thing it's like I'm now thinking forward going, well, when is this really going to happen? Because it tends to be, if, if I've had a deja vu, it's, because, it's a, something that I've had a dream of multiple times. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like the dream has had different outcomes each time you have it. So it's yeah. like now you're in this point where you're having this deja vu and you're trying to remember, well, what did I do to get to the different 
outcomes. Yeah. So it's so crazy. It's having the same dream over and over again. Maybe I need to pay attention to it a little more. It's going to come up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have dreams that are very, I have dreams that are realistic, but then I have dreams that are clearly just about symbolism and messages. And I'm like, why do you keep showing me this dream? Like, why can't I figure out what I'm supposed to figure out from this? And, and that's kind of dream. Some, my sister said something to me the other day and all of a sudden this particular dream that I was remembering that I've had multiple times throughout my life just completely came back to me, like in this weird flash. And I was like, okay, clearly there's something about this dream that I'm supposed to remember, but I can't. So, um, I don't know. Dreams, dreams are cool. So I'm trying, so I'm going to take, after I do my, my, um, session, my episode with my kids, I'm probably going to take, um, a little break in January again. And, um, coming back, I'm like trying to think about some different things. So I wanted to get your, your, your opinion on what would be a cool topics. Like, so of course, Bigfoot's a huge one for me. I'm a huge believer in Bigfoot. And I think it's a really fascinating topic because there's a lot of, um, you know, different beliefs around what and who, you know, what Bigfoot really is, right? Aliens, of course, any cryptids, like what, what, what other thing, like it, would any of those be interesting? Any of those urban, any of those urban legends. I mean, like yeah. said, the, the aliens are kind of like an urban legend. I mean, Bigfoot. Um, I mean, I, I lived in, uh, in Utah and they, were, they had a thing called the Bear Lake Monster. They had, they thought they had a monster in Bear Lake and I mean, it's like different areas all have their own kind of folklore yeah. of different creatures and beasts. Yeah. So. Well, it's really fascinating because it is, you know, in essence, folklore. But what's what's intriguing about it is it's, you know, folklore is, is rooted in some ounce of truth, right? And you can go back thousands of years and there's, you know, people and evidence, you know, stories being told of people who are experiencing the same thing now of course i live in the pacific northwest bigfoot you know for many people up here is much more than folklore like most of us really believe it exists and there's a lot of people in this area who have had experiences but um you know but anyway i have a couple friends who are really into bigfooting and things i'm going to see if i can get someone to come on with me um and chat about it a little bit um people who've really gone out and done it it's that's something i would love to do it's kind of terrifying <laughs> to think about going out looking for a bigfoot but i really it's something i want to do but but all cryptids like here's my thing and I, i've mentioned this before on the show like people believe things like like who's to question that right like, i mean I'm, there's certainly people that make up stories but when someone tells you a story about something they experienced you can tell if what they really believe they experience, like if they really believe it. And there's got to be something to that, right? And like Bigfoot, for instance, is all, I mean, all over the world, all over the country, all over the world, there are stories of people um, witnessing this this creature. So there's got to be something to it. But I, I, for me, it's not a question anymore of whether or not a Bigfoot exists. For me, the question still remains, what exactly is it? So that's what I kind of want to explore in a topic, um, you know, in a, in a session, because I mean, anyway, let's see, Tracy just, she mentioned that she's had recurring dreams about Bigfoot coming into her home and killing her family, except her. I was hiding properly according to the news. That's interesting. That's an interesting, um, what's that? 
it's a very explicit dream. It, it's like, it, it really is. But, you know, Tracy has explicit dreams because she's shared other dreams that she has. And many of them are, as interestingly, are around the different topics that we're talking about. So, I mean, maybe, you know what, Tracy, maybe I need to have you on and talk about these dreams sometime. That would be fun. So Tracy is a, is a childhood friend of mine from Las Vegas. But, um, but yeah, so I'm excited about kind of looking at what some future shows could be. Um, I'm, I love having people on. So Sean, I'm really, I'm feeling more would be good too. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we can go on forever, right? I mean, honestly, I think you could have conversations about any of those, like it could be multiple episodes. Um, the other thing that I think would be really fun too, is like, we, we talk about drinking our cocktails is just to do like a zoom with a bunch of whiskey and weird people and just chat and whatever comes up would it could be kind of fun so kind of like a zoom meetup for for whiskey weirdos you know of weird yeah, we people were, at work we were doing when we were completely shut down we were doing it was called the one percent club and it was like one person from each department in the building mm -hmm. we just met up on fridays on a zoom meeting and just kind of just sat and talked and it was like a, a happy hour yeah well, I, you know, I have a few people um, that that are pretty regular viewers here that we've talked about doing whiskey and weird meetups around. And I think, honestly, I think it'd be kind of fun to get, you know, enough of a following that people around the country were having whiskey and weird, you know, meetups and and sharing that like even even doing one like maybe maybe that could be part of our high school reunion is having a whiskey and weird meetup where we. Um, are there are there any good whiskey bars? There's got to be good whiskey bars in Vegas, are there? Yeah, well, if we ever get back open, yeah, there's some there's some good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, um, that the, the whole booze district in Henderson that has um, has a distillery, has a winery, has like four breweries, and it's like it's really interesting. They, well, they've got it's called Las Vegas Distillery. Oh, they've got some good. They they make a they make a, a, a hybrid called a rumski, which is obviously rum and whiskey. So Ooh. it's really good. That would be pretty yeah. cool. It's been a while, yeah. actually, since I've been to, to Vegas because my parents moved up here. So I didn't really have a reason to come down as often. But but you know what? If I'm going to plan a high school reunion, which it feels like I'm probably going to do all by myself, um, I'm going to make it fun for me. So we will definitely be doing some whiskey tasting as one of our events. Were you, were you involved in the 20th anniversary one? I, I was. I did most of the planning, and then I couldn't be there. So I had to ask Molly to take over for me. Yeah, I've been involved with all of them. Because um, I don't, you know, I was the vice president, and our president doesn't show up for anything. And I just, I, it, it honestly was part of the, of the obligation, you know? And, right. and I take that seriously, and I... Uh, I like to be able to revisit with people, you know, I think it's really fun actually. So some people don't like it, but I, it's fun for me to see people and catch up and kind of see how we've all turned out and all of that yeah, fun the, stuff. The 10 year was kind of uncomfortable for me, but the, the 20, I was, I, I was helping with the 20th too, with the K and yeah, I get stuff like, but I didn't get to go. I couldn't afford to go. So. Yeah. I, I can't even remember now why. But I couldn't, um, I, something came up and I couldn't fly down and it kind of, kind of sucked. But yeah. high school reunions are weird in and of themselves, aren't they? So, um, yeah. It gets smaller and smaller every 10 years too. Yeah. 
Well, the 10 year was weird because that's just everyone's kind of weird just showing up there. So, all right. So my uh, anchor, my recording is, is going to go on me. So I'm going to say thank you to, uh, to Sean for being here. I'm really, really grateful. And thanks for everyone who showed up tonight and who listens in later watching the replay or um, via your favorite, uh, you know, app. You can find me on all of your um, podcast apps, Whiskey and Weird, and I'll see you again in a couple of weeks when my kids show up. So thanks, Sean. Have a great night. Merry Christmas and all of that. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye.